And this is by its cover, One Marriage's Journey Through Movie Night, using only the covers we find on streaming services. I'm one of your hosts, Kevin Eggleston. And I'm Bree, your other host. Yeah, she's pretty great. You sounded so like Bob Barker and The Price is Right. And hey, if you want a great deal on a a late model uh, Jeep Grand Cherokee. (laughs) You, You already lost it. I can do that for you because at uh, by its cover we also sell cars, cars, cars. <laughs> I didn't say you were a used car salesperson. I said you were like a prices right person. Well, how much would you pay for my love? Your love is priceless, babe. <laughs> put it put a dollar on amount on it right now. No showcase showdown style. <laughs> I'd have to go look through our records to see how much life insurance I have out on you. Whoa, okay, I asked how much my love was worth, not how much my life is worth. Very different numbers. <laughs> All right, Kevin, so we are back to watch another movie based solely on its cover. That is true. That is the whole idea of this, is we just look at the cover, we make assumptions, and then we watch it and see how wrong we got it. <laughs> okay, do you want to describe the cover, or would you like me to? You know what? Uh, I'm going to tell folks what we're going to watch, and then I'll let you take it away. Okay. Because uh, I feel very judged about my voice right now. <laughs> so we are watching The Old Guard. We found this on Netflix. Well, we had this recommended to us by several people, and we haven't actually seen a trailer for it, so we can still judge it by its cover. Yeah. Yep, yeah. we can live up to the name of our show. <laughs> All right, so it's clearly got Charlize Theron in it because that's on there. Um, the, the tagline is... Sorry, quick side note. If you want to ever make Charlize Theron seem less attractive, just pronounce her name as The Ron. Charlize <laughs> The Ron. And you're like, oh, she's not hot anymore. <laughs> you're too much sometimes. All right, so the tagline is, forever is harder than it looks. Ooh. I look forward to talking to you about that. So we've got Charlize and she's front and center and she's a brunette. And then we've got. What's your favorite uh, Charlize Theron hair color for the movies? I love her in Atomic Blonde and she had a lot of different hair in that. So you like color changey. Charlize Theron. Yeah. Chameleon Charlize. Theron. (laughs) (laughs) Um. So it has uh, one, two, three, four, five other people all uh, holding, well, most of them are holding weapons of some sort. And uh, it's got the guy that played the assassin in Firefly in Serenity. I can't remember his name. I can't either, but he was in uh, Greenbelt is what I really liked him in, which was like a jujitsu movie. Oh, okay. But yeah. And then I don't recognize anyone else, I don't think. Um, I, then this movie doesn't want you to recognize anyone else because they're very like banking on Charlize the Ron. <laughs> uh, and then it's got a uh, a symbol that's kind of overlaid and backlaid, and there's a lot of different perspectives. It looks like Darth Vader's Tie Fighter. I was gonna say it looks like a Tie Fighter, but it's roundy. <laughs> yeah, like if you mush a Green Lantern symbol with a Tie Fighter. Yeah, it totally does. Um, so. Uh, there's other than it being by Skydance and Netflix, that's pretty much all you can tell from the cover. It's just a bunch of people and assemble. I like how everyone gets a gun or a weapon. So like there's two guns, two swords, and then uh, our guy from Serenity 
is just in a nice suit. Like it does look very poised. I mean, even the Ron has got like something in her hand down towards the bottom. Well, oh yeah, it kind of look. It kind of looks like a wrench. Um, Some sort maybe of maybe like a bow staff. Oh, interesting. Or a, it looks squarer than that. Or a stick. It's just a nice stick. She's gonna hit you with a stick. Maybe it's a hockey stick. Yes, because <laughs> this movie definitely gives me hockey vibes. It's really a sports movie. <laughs> I do wonder if her necklace is going to come into play because that's the only thing that's that she's wearing that's really definitive. Uh, and it looks like it has an X on it, but that could just be because that, that looks like that's where the leather goes through to connect. Yeah. So uh, it'll be interesting. But within the Tie Fighter symbol uh, is some sort of massive city landscape. I don't know which city it is. I'm going to go with Dubai. Okay. I, I don't know. It's just always when I see like that the skyline. That's what it always seems like because it looks like it's kind of not like it's not enough for you to for me to be like, oh, I know where this place is. Okay. So I always just assume. Um, what are you what are you thinking, babe? I, I think uh, ancient order. Okay. And uh, they're protecting something. And they're old, like they're all older than what they think they are. And they're guarding something. Yeah. <laughs> I think they're immortal. Yeah. Uh, I'm thinking like a Highlander type thing or something. Mm, I don't think Highlander. I think um, let's say that there is an ancient princess that has um, the powers of the universe. But there's a bad guy that wants to steal them from her. And these guys are her assassin, assassin protectors, and they're mortal as long as she's alive. Did you just make this uh, R-rated version of the never-ending story? <laughs> a little. <laughs> and then there'll be a character named Atreyu, but somebody will be reading the book, and it'll be a bullied child. <laughs> But in the end, Falcor will come out of the book what and they'll if, ride them. What if the bad guy is a Treyu because it betrays you? <laughs> as much eye shame as you gave me for the Ron comment, <laughs> I'm giving you nothing for betray you. <laughs> Uh no, I think I think there's gonna be an ancient order that is uh I'm like I said, I think Dubai, so I think this is gonna be in the Middle East. Okay. Uh I don't know why I really got that feeling, but like they're trying to protect them from somebody or protect this like secret thing from another group. Do you think we're gonna get to find out that thing, or do you think it's gonna be like <clears throat> the gold case in pulp fiction? Oh, it's gonna be like a MacGuffin? Yeah. Uh I think I it's never gonna be... remember the word. Yeah. I just know that the the object that doesn't really matter, but it drives the plot forward. Like it never really matters what the thing is. It does matter because it always fucking irritates me when it, I don't find out what it is. It matters to you because you have like a Rain Man level insistence on knowing everything about a movie. Yep, that's exactly right. Um, you're the only person that ever watched Inception, and you're like, why they fuck? They stopped the movie five minutes early. I need to know where that fucking top stops. <laughs> Bullshit with your ambiguity. <laughs> I do not like open endings i know i know we watched of mice and men and you're like what the fuck happened with lenny (laughs) (laughs) 
Tell me about the rabbits. Yeah, you're like, what about the rabbits? That's an <laughs> excellent point. <laughs> are we at least getting Hoss and Pfeffer or are we getting more bunnies? <laughs> yeah, no, it was, uh, he got a bullet. Uh, he had a, a lead sandwich. Oh. Oh, sorry. Spoilers for a 1930s novel. No, um, it was sad. Yeah. Gary Sinise, John Malkovich. Upside, I have a feeling with the tagline, forever is harder than it looks. I think it's going to be, they're all immortal. One of them is going to be newly immortalized like going to just be like the next generation of them yeah and it's going to be like come like they're going to be coming to terms with being immortal and then also like the ones that were uh the old guard like how do they adjust to it or yeah how have they seen life change these millennials oh yeah except they like millennials boomer 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 (laughs) they're millennials were like in the ottoman empire they're like this is bullshit it was constantinople <laughs> it's now istanbul it's <laughs> not right nobody knows but the turks i know i was there <laughs> oh, oh semi-offensive songs nowadays <laughs> oh that's terrible because then they'd be like they're using the wrong slur <laughs> i just love i would love to see that like i always think about that like what happens to like if a vampire uh was like they must you must like get your brain stuck in the time you came from that's gonna be tough to break i mean like look at boomers yeah sorry our audience um, <laughs> it's like their head gets like stuck and like well this is the way it was i shouldn't have to change <laughs> that's gotta be that way but, like what if your timeline was stuck when like swearing sounded like yosemite sam <laughs> and you're like what in tar nation you're like, i'm sorry i don't mean to talk like that <laughs> don't mean sorry. to mean those words well gosh darn burn it <laughs> <laughs> Or do you like lean into everything too much? Like you just go to the clubs now as an immortal. I wonder where you would go to constantly stay current. Because if if like we got turned right now, we'd forever be 30s. So where is a place that 30 year olds go to? You know how depressing that would be to be stuck in this body forever now? Like, well, like, give me a couple months to do some sit-ups. Then I we'll always talk. just wish that, like, when you get turned into a vampire or whatnot, you get your best true form. Yeah, you'd be pretty, pretty, pretty you. <laughs> I definitely would be like, can we just wait a little bit? I need to put a little bit yeah. more effort into <laughs> I need it. some me time before eternity. <laughs> well, that's what I, I got to get a better skincare. That's my going. thing, like with Highlander movies, or because, like, I think with the internet now, like, it'd be somewhat useful. Mm-hmm. but then i would laugh because you know there's gonna be like some two thousand year old vampire like on urban dictionary <laughs> looking up like what a walrus is <laughs> and that walrus is when um you know what i don't have to define it uh <laughs> but like thinking that's what people actually do in this modern age yeah. it's like oh or, like you're truly trying to keep up with the kardashians yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, you're just like, oh, I'm not going to have sex with anyone in this millennia. Uh, well, and it, what it, at a certain point, like evolutionary wise, like people will be evolving genetically and will start looking different. And you still look like you did in 2020. Like, at what point do you look like a Neanderthal? Yeah, that would happen. I mean, that that would. I would also laugh because, like, you know, they say that we're supposedly going to evolve away like our pinky toes. Yeah. And they're like, oh, that one's a 10 toe freak. Get <laughs> or like, what happens when we get like nano machines and cybernetic parts and we're they're like, they're better and faster and stronger than the vampire. <laughs> like, oh, no, I'm the protected class now. <laughs> this doesn't feel good. <laughs> I don't like this affirmative action. 
or I just laugh because like, what if they're around now and now they like, what if a vampire bites somebody with like COVID? Oh. And they've just got like a forever cold. No, that's not how it works. It's not how vampirism works. Uh, look, if Anne Rice novels taught me anything, if you bite somebody that's drunk or high, you get drunk or high too. Well, but that doesn't mean like if you turn them, they stay forever drunk Anne or high. Rice novels taught young goth girls that they couldn't bite vam or people with AIDS in the eighties because then they'd get vampire AIDS. No, that's wrong. Anne Rice is wrong. Well, I mean, yeah, we know that, but <laughs> you know, it's there. It's thoughts. It's it's in the cultural zeitgeist. Ugh. So predictions for this movie did we go through them all we kind of got to a weird Anne Rice <laughs> I feel like we went on a really like philosophical tangent <laughs> I don't know I, I I I'm trying to think I am thinking this is gonna be an action heavy movie good yeah I love when Charlize kicks ass what's I mean besides Mad Max Fury Road and Atomic Blonde what else are you pulling from then again those are two what great examples just yeah those two examples oh you mean two of the best recent examples of uh women kicking ass in movies yeah you need more <laughs> i i mean we could do a, a podcast just on how much i love atomic blonde that's so, so weird so she's in mad max fury road she's in atomic blonde yet you don't think of Charlize theron as a the ron as a uh action star <laughs> i mean like angelina jolie more people think of it as an action star than they do right. Charlize theron and like Atomic Blonde was way more kicking ass than uh, like Tomb Raider ever was. Yeah. If, but, okay, guys, if you have not watched Mad Max Fury Road or and or Atomic Blonde, please go do that. And if you're like, no, I'm not going to watch those. Those don't sound like movies I don't watch. Delete us from your uh, follows. You're wrong. Yeah. Like, you're, you're just you're just wrong. <laughs> I don't usually say this like you're bad people. I think the thing I loved in Atomic Blonde was in that first part where she had been beat up so hard and they actually showed her in pain because in so many action movies, you don't see anybody ever feeling it other than for comedic relief. But like they actually showed her bruised up and beaten and actually like doing first aid to herself. And I always thought that was really cool because it made it feel more weighted. True. And it had some great choreography and it was a good fun plot. Too, yeah to listen like i and read excellent I, music oh i think this is actually based on a comic book because mm -hmm. i will say i did catch that it was written by greg rucka who is a a comic book writer okay and a crime writer too i think yeah mostly like Ooh, so we like might he, get some superpowers yeah he did uh i guess Im immortality is kind of a superpower i mean like is kind of feels like the og superpower the old guard superpower <laughs> oh, oh, I, oh, oh 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 you know somebody's gonna make a reference in this movie i'm calling it now there's gonna be a joke like we're the og <laughs> oh god um greg rucka did like batwoman uh, oh, and gotham pd so I, i'm thinking i would have to look it up but yeah like i've enjoyed his his stuff when he's uh what that i've read of his um but also like i was thinking because charlie theron did uh Atomic Blonde, which is based on a comic, too. Yes, it is. Yep. A comic is not at all like Atomic Blonde. Like, right. Well, that's usually what happens with But comics. it super transcends the, like, the plot stays mostly the same, but, like, transcends. Yeah. Because it's so much more action. Um, Yeah. I, I'm i going to be curious to kind of check this one out. I'm I'm a cautiously optimistic. I know it's going to be a Netflix movie, so I know it's not going to be bad to say. Like, I don't think it's going to be terrible. 
I, I think it'll be quality. Like, I don't think it's even one of these ones we're going to get done with and I have to asterisk. Be like, well, for what the budget was. Right. Because <laughs> you know? Netflix has been pouring some dollars into their... They know we are not going anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, I mean, like, literally right now, they could put out anything and we'd be <laughs> probably binging it. <laughs> if it just ate up hours in the day, we'd watch it. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to go watch it? Yeah, let's go watch it. All right. And we're back having just finished up the old guard. Uh-huh. Hey, Bree, what'd you, uh, what'd you snack on? I, I don't remember. Was it cold pizza? I feel like it was cold pizza. I, I don't know. I know we've forgotten snacks. Uh, it's been a long time. We're aged like the immortal characters in the old guard. <laughs> so we did get that right. Yes, we did. So old guard, uh, do you want to give a quick rundown? What kind of broad stroke the plot for me here? So um, Charlize is the Ron <laughs> is the leader of at the start of the movie, a group of four people that are immortal. And it's her and three other dudes. And um, they have throughout their history. Um, they're like assassins, but not really. I mean, they're they're soldiers. They're, they're soldiers that go and like try Do to the tough jobs. Yeah. So um, they uh, do a job for. I see. Uh, what's his name? Like, Choweedle Ejiofor. I don't know if we're saying it. he's he was in Red Belt. I said I originally said Green Belt, but it's Red Belt. Um, he was the guy in. He was the bad guy in Serenity. So in this, his name is Copley. Yeah. And uh, they they start out by saying that they never work for the same person twice because um they're more likely to get caught being immortal that way. And he sets him up. Sets him up. He tells him you're going to save these kidnapped children. In the uh, Sudan. Ages 8 to 13. They get there and they get gunned down. And you find out that they die, but they come back to life and heal. And I got to say that they did a quick and media ray. And which you know how I feel about those. Not a fan. Not a fan. <laughs> but this one was quick. Like they started with them being dead on the floor. And then it only took him about 15 minutes to jump back and then back to where it was. Yeah. Uh, but I did appreciate the fact that when they came back to life, quote unquote, uh, they changed the pupil size and that showed that they were back and alive again. Well, yeah. She, she went from dead to alive. It was actually kind of cool because they, they had all been shot up and their wounds started healing and the, it actually like pushed the bullets out. They did some good CGI work that way. Yeah. And Brie, why are they being hunted by people? <sighs> big pharma Ugh. that was such a can uh. <laughs> so uh we find out that they are actually and just so you guys know big pharma buys any ads on this podcast <laughs> we're cool with it we're cool with it as long as you drop the cost of diabetes medication that's really shitty of you guys to charge that much yeah um but if you are going to charge that much invest in a little <laughs> podcast <laughs> Um, just saying it's not selling out it's me trying to buy in <laughs> so um 
Dudley Dursley is actually the bad guy in this movie. Yes, he is. Uh, the least intimidating bad guy I've ever seen. You know what, though? I think that that's kind of what made it so weird. And I just didn't buy him as a t- like medical genius or tech mogul. Well, person. he even says he's the youngest CEO of a billion-dollar company, which is named Merrick in the yeah in the show. And this is a running theme that's in this movie where characters will have like little one-off lines where it's like, oh, you're hitting the archetype of the, like this movie or this type of movie. Like, I mean, it's just, uh, yeah. Anyways, it gets back into my like critiques. Because uh, <laughs> so, he is not in, an impressive villain. He's not, but I think that's kind of why I enjoyed him as a villain because I'm like, this guy? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it, I don't know. I would have loved it if you would have like cast Michael Sarah as the villain. Like, just, I know, but you have to give other people opportunities. No, every movie should have Gina Carano, Michael Sarah, and Henry Cavill. I do not agree you with the addition of movie, Michael Sarah. Hundy P wouldn't be better if we had gotten with the gotten rid of the Ron and placed in the Gina Caranos. Oh, yeah. Huh? Huh? I don't know. Charlize did a good job. Okay, Charlize Theron is supposed to be playing an Amazon. Like implied Amazon. Uh, no, Greece. Where do you think the Amazons come from, honey? Oh, you're not talking about like Amazon, this the, the rainforest? Of, right. I'm no, like, I didn't wait, imply no, that's she not right. I didn't imply she came from fucking Fern Gully. <laughs> okay. I'm like, no, she's not from the Amazon. Where did you get that? She's supposed to be from Greece. Supposed to be like vaguely Amazonian. You're thought you're, you're talking about better, Themyscira and Wonder Woman, that kind of Amazon. Which is ironic. I think Greg Rucka was a Wonder Woman writer for a long time, but um, who's he did the movie? This movie. Um, but you tell me, Gina Carano wouldn't make a better badass Amazonian warrior. I don't. I don't think she could have looked as run down as Charlize did in some of her scenes. Oh, wow, that was a weird, no, weird like, slight not, on it's Charlize not a Theron. Slight. It's like they did a really good job of it. She she's did supposed a, to be world weary. She's yeah, exactly. Thank you. I wasn't making comment about how she is. No, aged. but I'm just saying Gina Carano could totally do this, too. Uh, it's in her wheelhouse. Yes. Punching shit and looking badass doing it. Yeah. Um. So they they get caught on film because um, Copley it set it up to, to show that they came back to life. And so Merrick is sending all these people out to find them and capture them so they can dissect them and figure out what causes their immortality in their genes or their cells or their DNA. And um, so they spend half the movie running. They realize they're on the run. They also discover at that time that there's another one of them. Which they all get linked. Which, did we ever find out how they found out about that? Yeah, they get. They all were on the train running away from Sudan. Oh, and there's a story. They, they had a dream. They shared the dream. Oh, I didn't pay attention to that part. So, spoiler alert: Kevin didn't love this movie. He yeah. got distracted a lot, and I kept on having to say, "Put your phone down." <laughs> oh my god, this is so. It's so boring. It was. I enjoyed it. It's the most boring action movie I've watched in a while <laughs> um so they have this 
uh, dream after Andy, who's the lead played by Charlize, uh, pretty much says, you know what? What we do doesn't matter. I'm done. When we get out of here, I'm going to disappear. And as they're asleep, they have this collective dream as this other girl, Niall, is um, dying in the Middle East uh, from getting her throat slit. And so she wakes up. Did you call her a throat slut person? <laughs> my tongue tripped over my teeth. Landed on slut. <laughs> she is not. Regardless. Yeah. Um, what a, what a as, shame. As she's dying, they have this dream and Niall um, recovers. Yep. So she, her immortality has been triggered. In almost a scene reminiscent of what I said like seven times in this movie. Fucking Highlander. Yeah. Because <laughs> there's a scene where Connor McCloud gets his throat cut and then he dies or get, he either gets his throat cut or gets stabbed by the Kurgan. The Kurgan. And like Played he, by the amazing Clancy Brown. He is. He is. Shout outs to Clancy Brown. Um, mm. But, you know, he would have made a good pharma CEO. He, yeah, he would have actually. Uh, well, he played Lex Luthor. He's in not. Justice League cartoon. He's so. not young anymore, though. Big honey. love. Well, that's why he needed an immortality. <laughs> well, it was interesting because they didn't even do that route of Merrick, the bad guy, wanting it for himself. He clearly just wanted it for the money. Yeah, that was a weird one, too. He treated these people as proprietary knowledge. Like, yeah. I don't want my competitors getting their secret. That was the frustrating thing with this movie is I felt like it was like, here, here's a lot of tropes from other movies you've seen or other, like, stories that are similar to this sorted out like none of the characters really have their own personalities um copley betrays them and then learns the error of his ways and agrees to help them um they're betrayed by one of their own members yeah that was sad but like it comes out of nowhere i mean because like he's not even the one that expressed regret in what they were doing you know though he did have that scene where he was talking to niall who is the the new immortal who was uh died in combat she was a marine um when he was talking to niall about how you lose everybody like you may want to go home and be with your family but eventually there will hit a point where they realize you are not aging and that they'll betray you because they think you're keeping a secret from them and so it was very clear And that's what happens with the other troops that's the scene out of highlanders where the troops like in Highlander, they all like realize like they think Connor McGregor made a deal with or Connor McLeod made <laughs> McGregor the fighter, McGregor. the boxer, <laughs> or the MMA fighter. No, Connor McLeod made a deal with is it Connor or Duncan? I'm getting the TV series and the movie confused. I think Connor is no Duncan <laughs> McLeod of the Clan McLeod is Adrian Paul. Yeah. So, anyways, McLeod is Christopher Lambert. Like, yeah, Lambert. The Lambert <laughs> has made a deal with the devil. <laughs> And that's why he comes back. And that's kind of what happens where there's like, oh, she was dead, but like, she's not. And they didn't trust yeah, her. And she got gets spooky. ostracized from her military yeah, people. Yeah. And then, um, then Charlize comes and steals her away. And like, they have this badass fight scene in a plane. Okay. Don't shrug your shoulders at me. Uh, I mean, in this perfectly visual medium that is podcasting, shoulder shrug. <laughs> shoulder shrug. I I enjoyed every single fight scene that was in this movie because I felt like the choreography of it was done beautifully when it was the four of them uh, fighting originally right after they'd come back from being shot. Uh, 
the way that they choreograph the the choreography was done is they made it seem like that team had been doing that together for a very long time. Like it was effortless in how they supported each other. Yeah, it did feel like it was done in a very long or for over a very long time because I felt like I'd seen it in every other movie. It just was I don't know. It none none of it resonated with me in a way that I, I felt like I cared. Um, I liked it. Cool. I'm glad you <laughs> did. Um according to how it's been doing with Netflix, like I'm in the minority on yes, the opinion Yes, you are. <laughs> um, but also I'm like, yeah, we're all fucking trapped inside, man. Like, <laughs> we're going to watch whatever you put up there. I mean, <laughs> so they, they get captured by the pharmaceutical, evil pharmaceutical company. Joe and, and Nikki get captured. Yes. And then eventually Andy does too. Yep. And Booker, because they're like, and that's the other and uh um that leaves only the new one Niall. The, the millennial immortal yep to rescue them which she actually says you know i it's okay i'm going to go home because um my family it'll be a few years before they realize i'm not aging so yeah. i can spend more quality time with them but then she realizes that um andy is giving up essentially yeah. because andy has become mortal again yeah, so that's one of the things we we find out is they're not truly immortal. Eventually, they stop healing, mm-hmm. and then they'll die. Um, and Andy has stopped healing. And you come to find out later, she st- her immortality stopped the moment that Niles was triggered. Well, and that's what's weird is that was one of the things with this movie is where I felt like it's it's got stuff going on in it that it chooses not to explain um which sometimes works well yeah but it was also like if you're gonna say you're gonna say it follows that where like there's only a set number that's a pretty specific rule i mean that's like the high like if you're gonna do that lay out the rules well at one point i thought i thought it was gonna be an homage to like the four horsemen because there were four of them i mean that would have been that would have been a different way to do that that would have been kind of interesting um so Andy resigns herself kind of to giving up because she doesn't feel like she's doing anything. Like all these fights are ones she's seen before or Mm -hmm. problems keep coming back and they're not making them better. But it actually finds out Copley in his search for them and to figure out what they've done is she, he tracks down and looks at the big picture and realizes the last 150 years. Yeah. Yeah. Cause of course, you know, not a lot of written records back in ancient Greece that you can trust. Um, But it's when, when she saves someone that might pay off years and later, it's kind of a ripple effect. Mm-hmm. So like I, you know, not only did I also shout, uh, this movie's goddamn Highlander. Uh, I shout several out, times, I shout out several times. Are you telling me it's fucking pay it forward? <laughs> Highlander pay it forward. <laughs> like if you would have had Haley Joel Osment get stabbed at the end of this movie too, I'd been like, this is pay it forward. <laughs> uh, so Niall meets up with Copley and she says, you we have to save them and he goes yeah i agree i'm remorseful blah 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 so they go to merrick and uh which is the big building that we saw on the cover um and uh niles like don't come with me copley i've got this i'm immortal like i can kick some ass and die and blah 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 (laughs) you don't want to pick up no what do you want me to pick up like 
she goes there and like right away gets herself shot. And that's her like, Oh, I got you guys. Like, and of course the security people all see which, it happen. And they're like, there's another one. Okay. This gives me like, I get it. You're immortal. And one of the things she says is like, wait, she gets killed. Um, Andy, Charlie Saren's char- character to like subdue Niles shoots her in the head. Yeah. And she's like, you shot me and you killed me and you knew that could have been permanent. And she's like, nah, you're too new. <laughs> Which is like, you know, there's, you know, there's a countdown timer on your amount of immortality. And she is needlessly reckless in that open scene. <laughs> um, Andy's character is like, we don't know how many or why it happened. Like, they know nothing about it. So you, we don't know if you get a hundred. thousands or- <laughs> of years that Andy's been alive. She's never learned science and right. tried to figure out what the trigger point is. Yeah, no scientific methods ever apply. Though at one point, we do find out that Andy had an, an immortal friend. Yeah, Quinn. Uh, uh, which, immortal lover. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they were banging. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but they were tried as witches. And they have a scene where they like are being hung. Hanged if you're a snobby grammarian, um, but hung. And uh, they both choke and then they like wake up and they still are choking. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's mean. But uh, they find out they separate Andy and her friend. from. Uh, they put her friend in an Iron Maiden and drop her into the bottom of the ocean. Correct. Um, which, like, depending on how the rules work of this, this is where again, these gets nebulous. You only have a finite number of regenerations. We don't yeah. know how many. It's not like Doctor Who where it's 13 or something. Right. Andy has died all those times. We assume it's a lot. Yeah. Uh, but that friend has been like waking up. Which we Drowning find- in 30 seconds or so. Dying. Waking up. Die- and But by the end of the movie, spoiler, she's alive. Yeah. But we find all this out because Niall has a prophetic dream pathetic dream where she actually sees what right. Quinn is going through. Right. So pathetic or like tele- em- empathetic. She's seeing feelings and emotions as tele- Te- telepathic. Telepathic. There we go. Jesus. That'll work. Telepathetic. Cause <laughs> I want to move on. Uh, like, yeah, she, again, this movie, it wants to, it, it likes to do this. Well, I don't know how to bridge this narrative gap. So let's either have a dream to connect mm-hmm. these characters or a dream to like ex- uh, have exposition or a character that like, well, we'll just have this character get a like deathly wound and make them explain. I feel like as somebody that likes comic books as much as you do, this is so <laughs> similar to how comic books are laid out. This is so similar to how like not, fully fleshed out paced comic books are <laughs> i mean because really maybe like, that's why you're extra judgy that though. is because this is definitely uh uh like if you wanted to break down the structure of a comic book movie it's opening fight uh second act fight third act fight big final climactic fight to end it. um and like none of the characters i just i don't feel like any of the characters had any real personality Andy is the same like weary war veteran that we've seen as a, an archetype in a lot of stories. Um, the two male characters, Joe and Nikki, Joe and Nikki are gay lovers, which I thought was interesting. I thought it was like, it was nice. Their relationship was very sweet. Yeah. 
but the show this movie goes out of its way to kind of be like this is their defining character trait because really there's no other trait that they ascribe to them besides they're gay and they're in love it was very sweet though it is he has a very loving like smoochy speech it was so good that it, it was you, okay it was very sweet it was a hallmark greeting card uh, I disagree wholeheartedly. I teared up. But yeah, but like it's their only personality trait. But I'm I I freaking love representation in movies. They have two character traits. One, they were on opposite sides of the crusade and killed each other. Yes. And they were two, the ones that triggered each, with each other. They triggered their own immortality. Yeah. And th- like that's it for anything else about them. Because he makes these comments about like he's more passionate and he loves and he cares more about people. And anyone you've ever met. And I'm like, we never fucking see that. That's not a thing you ever show. But I think that when you realize that this movie is just an origin story and it's pretty clear that they want to make a series that's out of what, it. Yeah, that's the comic book side of it is like, oh, we've got another issue or another. It's like the original Thor. It was good, but it just yeah. set up a lot of things. Yeah, uh, it was frustrating to me because I felt like you were they were setting up uh, the old guard extended universe or cinematic right. universe that. I was like, man, I but I don't care enough. I'm not invested enough because none of these characters have personality. Um, you know, uh, Booker, the guy that betrays them, um, we don't really get a great explanation for it. He's just like, no, if he can figure out, this is what got me is he goes, if he can figure out what how we work, he can end up or like he, he can wants end to it. die. Yeah, but I'm like, you also know you die. Yeah. So it's like, you know, it's coming at some day. Well, he's depressed, honey. He has no one. I mean, he has that conversation with Niall about how alone he is. And then he tells Andy later, or he tells Joey and Nikki later, listen, you guys are in love. You've always had each other. We have no one. But yeah, but it's also like you're also in a group of four very tight people. Yeah. So I just, again, it's, that's, it wasn't. Depression doesn't make sense. Oh my Jesus. Do not sit there and be like, (laughs) Well, the character's depressed, and since he's depressed, even though the movie has done nothing to explain that or show me that, it says he's depressed in this one moment that excuses all of that bullshit. Well, like a movie's job is to show me, not tell me. This movie just tells you shit and says you'll ex- and says accept it. Is my big frustration. I feel like the brother scene was pretty. Like, I mean, they went into his backstory and he had a conversation with Niall about how he was feeling like. It was a movie with an ensemble cast. They can't spend all of it on his background story. You got five characters like you can spend a little bit of time. So anyways, Niall gets there. There's some awesome fights and shooting and some more cool choreography. If you really like the fight scenes in like John Wick, the close quarter combat yeah. kind of stuff, you'll enjoy them. They're, and I'm being unnecessarily harsh on the fight scenes in this movie. Um, just because I don't. <laughs> You're just harsh on this whole movie. <laughs> I just don't care. Um. I like nothing really felt like it had weight or permanence. They have one scene. Well, but how do you make something feel weight or permanence when everybody that's a major player in it is immortal? Yeah, I mean, I feel like you do this by having the fights be a little bit more in some ways brutal, like they're quick. Which I guess it's like 
They're supposed to be people that have had years of training, like lifetimes of training, but it just, I don't know. It didn't, they have one scene that I really enjoyed, which is the final scene where, uh, Nick, Nikki, Nikki, like picks up and slams the big bad guy, the big mercenary guy. Mm Mm-hmm. And it actually showed like he hits him directly on his head and, and like breaks his neck. Yeah, that was of, I, I actually he, think I did. a Oh, yeah, but everything else in that, um, I just felt like none of it felt quite real in a way like it doesn't feel real. And it wasn't over the top in the way that, like John Wick feels like a Bugs Bunny cartoon with violence mm-hmm. um, or but it didn't feel like an atomic blonde where everything's got impact. Yeah, um, the characters don't really seem to slow down in a way or react normally in to physics or it's just like these also are characters that it's very clear that they feel pain mm-hmm. but they don't ever seem to react to it unless it's thematically necessary you know they power through it until the plot demands that it's they're tired or they're worn down and stuff like that interesting i also think like if you're immortal that would change how you fight um like it, I think it just would, because uh, you you wouldn't be as worried about certain things that you you would in others. Uh, okay. Yeah. So, anyways, they get to the the final part. <laughs> Rush to the side. So, anyways, <laughs> that was your thought. <laughs> yep. My I... time now. <laughs> uh, so Niall and Andy end up in the penthouse of the Merrick Building, which is where Merrick lives, and Dudley Dursley. And he tries to kill Andy because she's killable now. And Niall grabs him and jumps out a window, 20 floors. And they land in a car and he's pancaked. And Andy yeah. gets down there very quickly, actually. And um, they watch her, like, put herself back to. You know, I finally, like, talking to you about this. This is what's pissed me off. This is about this movie. We me, hopefully this, not me. <laughs> we watched this so recently after watching Bloodsport, and they're almost what's Bloodsport or not Bloodsport? Bloodspot, the shitty Vin Diesel movie. We didn't do it for by its cover, so don't be like, did I miss an episode? Oh, see, I already forgot we watched yeah, that. But it's so similar in spots, um, like like the setup for some of the fights and stuff almost feels similar. Uh, I didn't really care for that. Movie. I didn't either. But it, I mean, it's like the same. Like I said, it's but just see, the, I've already forgotten most about it. So <laughs> cool. I'm glad that you don't have like, <laughs> like I have a concern. You now have early onset dementia. <laughs> or but I just upside, don't let bad things movies, keep in my brain pan. Every movie we watch is going to be new to you. <laughs> Eventually by its cover is just going to repeat some of these. <laughs> Next week on By Its Cover, we watch Supernova. Yeah. Wait, we already did this one. <laughs> Not Brie. Um, yeah, I just, I, yeah, I go back to, I've seen this. I, I felt like I was trapped in a, a, like a well done, but somehow still B movie. Interesting. Like it had a budget. It had some well done choreography for the fights. Um, it had, I mean, I wouldn't say anyone who's a great actor in it, but Charlie's, I thought they played well together. Charlie Theron's entertaining to watch. Um, I liked Niall a lot. Yeah, I mean, for what she, what they have her do, I mean, like, I guess it was, it was, it was so weird to me because it was like, I, it was like I was watching, 
watching somebody cobble together other movies to make this movie. And I, I felt like I could see too much of the meta structure. Like this character has to be in this spot or this point to make the story work. Like we have to have Nile be the fish out of water character that's brought into this world. And like, we're going to set her up on the hero's journey, but she's actually not the character that we follow for most of the hero's journey through this. Uh, yeah, so there was just some of that where um, it didn't feel fresh. It didn't feel fresh to me in any way. It felt like I'd seen it. Like it, you sat me down and watched it for 90 minutes. I'm not mad that my 90 minutes was spent that way, mm-hmm. but I don't feel like I'm like, I saw anything new in that 90 minutes. Uh, I think it recreated the feeling as an immortal being trapped in a cycle where you don't feel like anything's getting better so nailed it in that respect so anyways the, she puts her body back together <laughs> and God damn it, you keep doing it <laughs> here's I, a point ah fuck it <laughs> i let you talk about your point i didn't interrupt you <laughs> i know but there's no like, tag on you're like ah, moving on <laughs> um so all four of the five of them at this point right there's five of them yes um they they literally the car that she smashes into with merrick they get into the car that's parked right behind it that they somehow have keys and can drive away in so i'm like did they park their car there or is that <laughs> somebody's a, car that they stole and then they're also clearly in like the wall street of london and nobody's around like all of this shooting and fighting and window breaking and body slamming, no one's around. And as they drive off, there's these multitudes of people that just come walking around the corner. And that was that was weird to me. I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> so that was kind of an odd choice to to, you know, not have anybody on the sidewalks in the middle of what appears to be a business day. Yeah. And if this is in London, like that city has the most closed uh circuit TVs yeah. of anywhere. So like you're not suspicious. You're and not they inconspicuous. Never, they never wear masks. And one of the starting scenes, you see Charlize take someone's phone and delete a picture that she's in the background of. And not once does do any of the team members wear a mask. So are they worried about their identity or are they not? It's kind of like there's a couple scenes where they just do dumb shit. Like so there's a scene when they first get murdered by the 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 ambush squad. Yep. And like in like they decide to start pulling out they all carry some amount of medieval weaponry. Yeah, which Andy's the tie fighter, axe. the tie fighter on the cover that we talked about yeah. is actually her really cool axe. Yep. She's got her axe which I'm like that should probably be updated, maybe make a new one. Well, they all have guns. Yeah, but I mean if it's still the same one because they show her in a flashback swinging the same axe, you know, that metal's probably still not great. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it'll probably be worn down. Uh, it's been sharpened a lot. Uh, but, you know, one guy's carrying uh, a broadsword because he, you know, died in the Crusades. One of them's carrying a scimitar or scimitar from the same Crusades. And then do we ever see Booker's? Does he carry a weapon? N- no, but he's he's the youngest out of all of them. Yeah. Because he mentioned something about, like, the Black Plague, doesn't he? Something. But they would have all lived through that. But he, maybe it was the Industrial Revolution. Yeah, some, something, but... Um, He's clearly the youngest out of all of them. Yeah. 
other than Niall. But yeah, and it clearly sets up a sequel because they go back to Copley and they're like, fine, you can help us, but you're going to erase every trace of us wherever we go. He's essentially going to be like their... They're Bosley. Yes, I was going to say in Charlie's Angels, that one guy. Or the old lady in Highlander that Christopher Lambert adopted. Oh. Man, I have watched Highlander way more than you. (laughs) Yes, you have. I watched the series a lot, though. Yeah, no, he adopted a World War II veteran. Or not World War II veteran, a World War II orphan. Oh, gotcha. Um, So, uh, yeah, they end, well, sort of end that way. But then they also, there's a scene where all five of them are talking with Booker in one of the oldest pubs in London. It says it's been there for over 500 years. and they determined that Booker's punishment for betraying them was that he can't be around them for a hundred years. Yeah. hundred years of solitude. So we've got this guy that's already depressed. That's already wanting to end his life. <laughs> and his punishment is to not be around the people that he actually knows for the next hundred years. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, way, oh, to, imagine kick, that. way people, to kick a guy when he's down. People from medieval times having a poor understanding of mental health. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And then he, you know, they cut to the end, the mid credit stinger. And it's him drunk and he opens his door and it's the buddy of Andy, Charlie's Theron's character. Quinn. Yeah, that had been thrown in an Iron Maiden alive. Yep. She's in his apartment. And... So it's like you can clearly tell that she's probably going to be set up to be the villain in the next one. Which is interesting because I posited halfway through the movie, I said, wouldn't it be cool if Quinn actually got out of the Iron Maiden and she was the driving force behind Merrick and her intention was actually to get the five of them or the four of them captured as punishment for not finding her sooner. That would have been an interesting twist there. I mean, there could have been a... There could have been a couple interesting twists, I, I feel like, personally. Yeah. Um, I think it, they don't ever quite come out and say they have a point for existing. I thought it was kind of slightly interesting to be like, oh, well, you can't ever track the ripple that the, this has. Like, saving a life here, taking a life here, you can't see where that goes. And it's like, you have to have the big picture. Um, I think that would have been Which it makes more you- interesting if it would have resonated to, like, these things. It's clear that there's some amount of like supernaturalness yes. in this. Um, so it's like, is there a reason for why that's happening? Um, are they is there a guiding force for Yeah, not even like a religious reason, but just like a uh is this uh like the Earth's own defense system? Is oh. this something? Um but yeah. the movie chooses not to, you know, definitely is like, oh, well, we'll deal with that later. It's kind of like the comic book thing. Well, like, I'm I'm trying to shoot for a 30-issue run. Can't spill it all right <laughs> out the gate. Um, So it's very much a comic book scripted I guess movie. there are four trades to this. Yeah. Yeah. So they definitely have material to work with for sequels. Um, Kevin, is there anything else you want to say about the movie? Check it out if you want. Uh, I mean, I, you're all paying for a Netflix subscription, anyways. Like, what are you? What are you really losing? <laughs> uh, I think it just it didn't do enough for me to be excited and turn around and say, "Yes, you have to watch this." I think, um, and we're probably going to disagree with this. I thought the Underground Six one with Ryan Reynolds 
was at least more charming to me, but also falls in the trap. I've noticed this with the Netflix series falls in the trap of this is not unique enough for me to have been okay going to a theater and seeing this. If I would have paid, you know, $10, $12 a ticket for this, I'd have been a little bit more frustrated. Hmm. Um, But as part of my, you know, $7.99 a month Netflix subscription Mm -hmm. that I'm using to watch other stuff anyways, I'm not mad. Yeah. That's why also the Netflix numbers kind of frustrate me. It's annoying to be like, this movie is, we had this many views. That means it would be the number one movie in the box office ever. No, man. (laughs) The difference is I'm paying $7.99. I get to sit in my house. I'll watch something that's not good. If (laughs) or I've already paid for it in my mind. Like, you know, it's like I'll eat a pizza that I've already paid for. That's not great. (laughs) Okay. So this movie is my like mediocre pizza. What would you would you change anything on the cover? So much. Tell me more. Uh, I would have done like a half and half or a kind of a fade. her in her well also this is goes back to how terrible her costume was when she was in the past it was not it was a dog turd costume uh it it was some cabin would you want to lighten up on that a little bit it was so like seriously whoever the costume designer was for that scene i'm not saying you didn't do your job right i think you researched and you were trying to be accurate with how costumes might have looked back then and shame on you (laughs) You wanted it to be prettier? Yeah, like, no, it needed, I mean, I, I just needed to look like armor. And they gave her a weird hat and stuff like that. I mean, it just was, it was so weird. Um, But I, if you would have showed her in that with the axe, um, this one tried to do more moody. So the cover that currently exists, I would have liked something that would have showed a little bit more action, um, especially since, like they they really make prominence with a character with a couple characters that aren't that prominent in it. Okay, um, I mean it's all the team. Yeah, yeah, and but, then Copley's the person that you know triggers everything. Yeah, I just I don't I don't I didn't think I didn't think it was very dynamic. I, it, it it almost felt like more I was going to get a movie on the the reminiscing on the horrors of war rather than like hell yeah immortal soldiers guitar riff. <laughs> I thought this movie had some pretty good songs in it. There were a couple times that I was like, ooh, I like this. I wish I could remind, remember any of them. Bree, what would the cover look like to you? So I think I would actually have it be a desert landscape and then um, her axe planted in the sand. Ooh. Off kilter. I'd change my answer. Okay. Okay. That was good. I mean, like that was a good cover. I like that cover. I, I would have, I would have watched that. It would have been interesting. Um, you know that scene in like every action movie, uh, in like the eighties and nineties, where they like go to the armory of the characters. And oh like yeah, machine and they see guns it on, on the, the wall. wall. Yeah, and they, they, you know, done that. But there's like all the modern, like modern guns, and then. And then pans to the... Or a battle-ass, badass, badass battle-axe, the Christian crusade sword, the cemetery, those things. That would have been interesting to me. I like that. Um, Which is not a scene that is anywhere in this movie. No, no. (laughs) But I like... You might have liked that scene. (laughs) Or, um, like, guns and bullets laid out, and then swords in them, 
mm-hmm. you know, wep- medieval weapons in them. I think that would have got some of the theme across a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Well, I I disagree with you. I actually liked this movie, and I would recommend watching it for more than just your Netflix subscription. Um, I had a good time watching it, and uh, I appreciate the thoughts that you put behind it. But I knew it was going to be kind of a popcorn uh, movie, so I didn't necessarily oh. hold hold it, it to. It wouldn't even be microwave popcorn, John like, John Wick standard. Make the kettle corn or some shit like something that's going to take you a lot of time to take you away from this movie i think i did have popcorn watching this movie you did you and i kind of shared with you you were so sneaky about it too because you were like i have popcorn and you were eating it and i had a cutie orange and i was like trade these and you didn't want to trade these uh i let you eat more of my popcorn than you do of your cuties because I have to share with you and the dogs. <laughs> like, I have to pay tribute. It's like a mobster protection racket. I didn't ask you for any of your cutie you offered. Good mobsters don't have to ask their marks <laughs> for money. They just know and have the envelope ready. <laughs> but no, you were, I was like, oh, you go, oh, do you want some popcorn? And I was like, I'm okay. And you're like, okay. No, you And then said- I go, can I have some now? Because I waited a couple seconds and you said, uh, no, what you said was... If you was, want some, you'll have to get a bowl. Or I said, I, if I want some, I'll make my own bag. And you said, you can't. This that's is the right. only bag. <laughs> Here is how... I said, this is the last bag. This is how society dictates that interaction should have gone. Hey, honey, I'm going to make the last bag of popcorn. Would you like me to pour you a bowl? <laughs> and you were like, if I don't say nothing, there won't be an issue. I am not going to take that from you when you ate the rest of the pizza and didn't even leave a slice for me. Hold up. (laughs) You have, we hear, this is uh, our marriage's problems. A marriage (laughs) talks about a movie and then goes into what's wrong with them. Works through some issues. didn't leave a single slice of pizza for me. Hold up. (laughs) By its cover audience. I understand this is mostly Bree's family, so I'm already losing this battle. <laughs> but she had already had half the pizza. No, that is oh, not I'm true. Sorry. Two or sorry, almost. It was there was still half and two slices, which means I should have gotten at least two slices. There was not, a and half I was and two only slices. asking for one. It was not. We are misremembering the count here. Okay. <laughs> you also didn't remember watching some movies that we watched like two weeks okay, ago. Okay, but that was bad. That pizza was good. Yeah, pizza was not that great. Too many black olives. <laughs> Anyways, there was half a pizza left and some cheesy bread. <laughs> so wrong. <laughs> the law dictates <laughs> by my right as husband in this house, half the pizza's automatically mine. Yeah. And then we have had a a gentle person's agreement <laughs> that after somebody has capped out on their plate on pizza, whatever is left is fair game for the remaining <laughs> consumer. No. If it goes in the fridge, it stays in the fridge and gets split again. You went to bed. I stayed up. It was not in fridge long enough. Ah. <laughs> uh, so we'll agree to disagree on the pizza thing and this movie. <laughs> no, I I will honestly I will be more likely to change my opinion on the old guard 
than I will be to change my opinion on the righteousness of my pizza consumption. Maybe that'll be our Twitter poll this time. Should pizza be divided equally? No, it's not because you gave up your claim. It was equal and then you forfeited. <laughs> uh, sure, honey. Okay. Also, You're... you had half. No, I did. You maybe had half in a, like one of the little mutant slices that no, like was because the guy with the pizza half. cutter at the restaurant went too fast. And, you know, he'd been drinking and he like made it into eights and then kind of had like a little ninth slice that was just a little sliver of shame. Kevin, where can we find you on social media? <laughs> Goddamn. Four times you just blurred past my right opinions. You can find us at Buy It's Cover Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Mm -hmm. uh, you can find it on Buy It's Cover Podcast on Facebook. Facebook. This one should go up with enough time. So on August 6th. Yep. At 7 p.m. It's a Thursday. Pacific Standard Time. We'll be, or we'll be hosting a comedy debate called Some Questionable Content. What we do is we take four comedians. Uh, we bring them up. They debate very serious topics. And you, the audience, helps us pick a winner. Yep. We have a good time. I enjoy myself. Bree runs the, runs the whole show. She is like... <laughs> I'm the tech wizard. Tech goddess. <laughs> Bree, uh, where can they find me? They can find you <laughs> on Twitter and Instagram at Cavin, C-A-V-I-N underscore egg, E-G-G. -G. He also has a Facebook page, Cavin Eggleston. And um, I don't know. Do we have anything else to share? I feel like that's it. All right. I say go watch The Old Guard. Because I actually enjoyed it. Kevin says go watch yeah. the old guard because it's on Netflix. Yep. All right. All right. Thanks for listening. Bye.